Hi, I'm Roger Jackson, host of the Arise Podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Jacob Prowlo, pastor of Connections and Church Planning here at Rooftop Church. Today we're going to be going over a sermon series called What the Church Was Meant to Be. And today we're going to talk about church as a community. Welcome back to the Arise Podcast. Jacob, how you doing, my man? Doing great, Roger. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, as usual, the weather's always up and down and left and right. And Welcome to the Midwest. Yeah, so. It's beautiful today. It's going to rain tomorrow. Uh, exactly. Um, so today we're going to uh, sit down and uh, talk about what the church looks like, what the church is meant to be. And today we're going to talk about church as a community. Now, obviously that's kind of a, you know, a big kind of overall what the church is meant to be. Um, so, you know, we, we've hit upon this a lot in this sermon series. Um, but I kind of just was curious on, uh, you know, what for the church, what does it look like to be a community? Cause I know, obviously I know community is important and I know we can use examples from, you know, outside the church as a community, but what, what does it look like in the church and what makes it different doing it in the church? Yeah. So this is one of the unique challenges of this sermon because community is, if you've been anywhere in the past, I don't know, 50 years, kind of a buzzword in society. Oh, this community, that community, I belong to this place, that place. Uh, there's, there's so many different communities what on earth makes the church different? What what makes the church a different kind of community? And without trying to be too cliche, uh, the thing that is supposed to make the church a different kind of community is the center of our community, and that is Jesus. Jesus. And very specifically, the love that Jesus has for each of us, and therefore the love that we are supposed to have for one another. This should be the thing that sets the community of the church apart. And this is supposed to be the thing that sets the community of the church apart. And in many ways, it has been for thousands of years now. Uh, an early Christian uh, living in North Africa named Tertullian, he kind of wrote to describe what early Christianity was like. And in one of his more famous passages, he kind of recounts what the Romans were saying about the Christians. And and very famously, he talks about how the common refrain about the church was, see how they love one another. When people in ancient Rome, the ancient Roman Empire, they looked at the church, they saw that the church was marked by love. Now, love is one of those things that today means a lot of different things to a lot of people. Right There's a love is love movement. We are uh, post-1960s and 70s, so there's this concept of free love. Uh, you know, when uh, you see someone in the hallway at, at church or work or school, hey man, I love you, right? Uh, love means a lot of different things. But the, the love that, that really, uh, that Jesus is talking about, the love that Jesus demonstrates for us, the love that ought to be the hallmark of the church, is really self-sacrificial love. It's love that puts other people ahead of us. It's love... Uh, on behalf of the other person, not selfishly, not self-centeredly, uh, but love that is willing to lay down your wants, lay down your desires, perhaps even lay down your life for the sake of the other person. And so what is the church, uh, what, what is the community of the church supposed to look like? What is supposed to make the church different than other sorts of communities? Well, it's supposed to be a community motivated by love. 
and I think that's that's big. I think that is um, really cool to think of it that way. It's really cool to uh, think about the the challenge of it, but also think about how how impactful that is. Because, like like you were saying, to, to let me see by how they love, you know that that's going to be huge. That's how people are going to know that we're Christians. That's how they're going to know that we're Christ followers. That's how they're going to know that we're different. Like that, that's how it's going to be. Because there's plenty of nice people and there's plenty of this and that, but when you can consistently show that you're there to do what what needs to be done for anybody else or for somebody else, that that is a big a big tell for people. Yeah, and I think it's 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 easy to miss this in today's day and age, uh, and it's easy for this to be kind of convoluted, because you know there are so many organizations out there that are about helping people. Right, you can join the United Way or support the Red Cross or you know even even get on certain forms of social media that are kind of a little more service oriented. And I don't mean to denigrate any of those communities; those are all great things. I'm you know, our, our love of humanity for the sake of humanity um, is is a worthwhile idea, even if it's philosophically bankrupt if you don't believe there's a God, but that's a different conversation for a different podcast. Uh, but, you know, this the, the practice of self-sacrificial love, so key. And honestly, Roger, I think this is one of the coolest things about uh, the rooftop community is, is we get to see this a lot we get to see this uh, pretty much every week. You know, someone's going through this, and someone steps up and helps in, in, in that way. Uh, we we actually had a rooftopper uh, several months ago now who uh, needed a kidney, and someone in her small group donated her kidney to which her. Is like mind blowing, which is insane to think about, right? Like, like of course, like my wife, my kids, uh, people who are like super close friends. Like, absolutely. Like, if you need a kidney, go for it. But like someone in my small group, I don't know. There are many small group people in my small groups. Yeah, I'd be like, here, ha- cut out part of my body and put it in yours. Yeah. See if that helps. Like that, that's sacrifice. That's love. That's that's the sort of love uh, that the church is called to, and the sort of love that, fortunately, uh, we get to we get to see here. Yeah, and it, it's crazy, but and and I've talked to talked to you about this a lot because it's still hard for me to wrap my head around that. But when you look into the to the early church and and how they're you know getting rid of all their possessions and they're meeting you know they're at the dinner table meeting with each other on a daily basis like again there, there's times where I'm like you know we have a small group every Sunday uh, you know Jacob obviously you're very involved on a Sunday morning my wife is on staff here at Rooftop so she's involved very heavily on Sunday morning and I'm sometimes like ah okay I got we still got one more thing. We still got small group on Sunday night. And they are literally meeting every single day, just fellowshipping and having that community. And it's just crazy. I feel very convicted about that because it's, it's, it's so hard to even do the church in one other day of the week. And it's just, you know, it's just so important. It's so, it's just so wild to think that you can show that kind of love to people that you might not even necessarily be that close with. It's just, it's, it's really eye opening. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you're talking about kind of the difference between the early church and us, this is one of the things that I'm increasingly interested in is 
in today's day and age, we have all this technology, we have all this access to information, we have these these uh, you know giant metal boxes that we that we pour fossilized dinosaur remains into and take us places at speeds faster than a cheetah uh, that are supposed to make life easier, that are supposed to uh, help us spend more time doing the things that are important. And actually what we've seen as the world has globalized, as, as technology has advanced, is we're actually more and more disconnected from one another, right? Even social media, which is by its very name, supposed to help us socialize and engage with other people. Most of social media actually alienates us from the communities that we belong to. Yeah. Uh, and here I, I give a shout out to Nextdoor, which actually seems to be one of the forms of social media that does not do the thing that uh, Facebook and Twitter do, which is you know make us hate the people we're supposed to love. Yeah. But it's it's so interesting to me that... Here we are, 21st century Americans. We have access to technology and information and resources that have never been seen, never been seen in the history of humanity before. And we are as lonely and anxious and depressed as anyone. And where do people need to go to get over being lonely and anxious and depressed? You do it in community. You do it in community. And uh, this is what the church is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place where people can come, where we can be together, where we can share life together. Uh, and this is this has to be the hallmark of what the church is. Yeah, and I'm really I'm really excited to see what uh, what we do at Arise and how we um, use this use uh, this uh, community type mentality at our church and how we are going to foster that and how we're going to really make that a reality where people can feel wanted and engaged and you know, that we are, how are we going to make them feel that they have people that love us, that, oh, wow, they love me. Yep. You know, like, I'm really excited about that. Um, I just and see what that looks like. Yeah. People fundamentally want a place to belong. I, I, in front of my desk here at Rooftop, I have a bunch of sticky notes. I'm looking at them right now. It's uh, 20 different sticky notes with various reminders about things that are really important. And one of them is people want a place to belong. How are we helping them do that here? How are we helping people belong? Because that's, that's the key. That's the key. Whether the church is an army or a hospital or a flock or any of the other metaphors that we've been talking about in this sermon series, fundamentally the church is meant to be a community, a community. A, a, a calm unity, a, a, a togetherness, a oneness with other people. And uh, whether it's through small groups or it's just being able to connect people or connecting with people throughout the week through social media or uh, some of the, the awesome discipleship programs that we're really working towards that arise or simply being a church that is committed to having a place for everyone and following up with everyone and being willing to sit down and listen to whatever people are going through, uh, I, I think it's really, really key that we focus on community. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, and you know, we've kind of been talking about this, I think a lot of it is that constant, you know, even if, it, if it's just a conversation, like the constant reminder of it, like it has to be something that you don't just talk about and go over and know that's what you want to be, but then you don't really readdress it anymore. Right. It has to be something that you're constantly, constantly going over, constantly when you're putting something out or when you're when you're going to 
you know, try something new. Okay, does this have, you know, does this, will this uh, create community? Will this create that, that kind of feel? Like, it just has to be something that's always, always brewing in your head. Yeah. And honestly, Roger, I mean, a lot of church plants, they start by going, hey, we're going to be different. Hey, we're going to be a community like other churches. And um, mission drift happens, right? Uh, you get a month, two months, six months, a year into something and things don't turn out the way you want it to. And and so, you know, checking that alignment, getting those consistent reminders, being, uh, you know, following through with what's going on. That's that's really important. And that's the challenge of, of leadership of the church um, because, you know, we're in this together, right? For better, for worse, for good or bad, the church is a community. Uh, to me, the question really is, are we going to be the, tr- the community that we were meant to be? Are we going to be a community that's focused on love and a, a community that's focused on Jesus? Uh, or are we going to break down like so many other communities and, and focus on our own little things? Hopefully the former. Yeah. But you podcast listeners, check back in a few months. Check yeah. back in a few years. <laughs> uh, you know, Lord willing, we are, we're able to follow through on this. But, I mean, this is... This is the challenge, yeah. and uh, on on the positive side, this is this is the good news is that uh, the church has been by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, overcoming this challenge for for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, but on the the downside of that, the church has been what the church is a, a community full of sinners just like me who have good intentions and want to do good things, but sometimes the ego or distraction get in the way. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we're meant to be a church. The church is meant to be uh, a place where we do life together. We're meant to be a community, and uh, we're meant to be sharing life with with the people around us. Uh, and all we can really do is is continue to work towards that goal. Yeah, I think that's a a good place to to kind of wrap up. I think that uh, it again, it's just being mindful and just kind of really, uh, like you said, it's something that has been overcome for years, but, you know, also still been there for years. So it's just, it's a constant battle, but, you know, that's just kind of the, kind of the story of, of walking with Christ. You know, it's always going to be mindful and continuous things. It's never just, you know, for lack of better words, like it's never going to be an easy fix. It's never just, okay, do this and you're good. It's, you know, it's always going to be an ongoing battle, an ongoing thing. Yeah. Uh, so, Jacob, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. I always appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, Roger. Thank you. Uh, if you want to reach us on social media, we'll, uh, we are at Arise Church STL on both Facebook and on Instagram. Um, kind of check it out, see what see what we got going on. Also, if you want to continue to listen to podcasts, uh, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify. You know, give us some uh, some likes, give us uh, some feedback, comments, things like that. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Really appreciate you kind of just listening to us and you know buying into what we're doing uh so thanks for listening to the arise podcast